Hallelujah. Are you ready to hear the word this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. Today I'm going to be talking about the necessity of faith. Amen. I'm going to be talking about the necessity of faith. In other words, I'm going to be talking about why it is necessary to have faith. Hallelujah. Uh, if we can this morning, let's turn our Bibles to the book of Matthew. Uh, the book of Matthew is the very first book uh, in the New Testament. Amen. Uh, Matthew uh, chapter 17, and I'm going to read from uh, verse 5. This is a very familiar, very common scripture. I love to preach from familiar and common scriptures. Amen. And I believe the Lord will bless us and uh, will allow us to see new things in his word. Amen. Uh, sorry, chapter 17 from verse 14. That's where I'm going to be reading from. Hallelujah. Let's stand up uh, for the reading of the word this morning. And uh, when they were come to the multitude, they came to him, a certain man kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and so vexed, for oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I'm going to change versions a little bit. Let me read um, the more simpler version. Lord, have mercy on my son. For he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Say, brought him to the disciples. But they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, all faithless and, and, and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. And the disciples came to Jesus privately, say privately, and said, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. Say unbelief. unbelief. For assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. And it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is living. Your word is life. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Open our eyes that we will behold wondrous things from your word this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. We can take our seats in the sanctuary. Amen. So in the text that we just read, we are told that there was a man that came to Jesus with his son. And he went and he fell at the feet of Jesus. When he fell at the feet of Jesus, he said, Master, can you please heal my son? For he is moonstruck, or he is, uh, he, he is epileptic. In other words, you are saying, whenever the moon appears, he gets sick. Uh, there are seasons that he gets sick. There are seasons that it comes upon him. And he finds himself, sometimes uh, when it comes upon him, it wants to throw him into the fire. Sometimes when it comes upon him, it wants to put him into the water. It wants to kill him, in other words. So he says, my son is moonstruck. My son is epileptic. Hallelujah. And he says, have mercy on my son. I thank the Lord because our God is a God of mercy. Our God is a God who is full of compassion. Hallelujah. When he looked at the boy, he was moved with compassion. He was moved and he had mercy. Uh, on this man that came to him and said, Master, heal my son. I don't want this thing about seasons to continue to affect him. He is demon-possessed. This demon is after destroying his life. That's why the word of God says in the book of John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So this young man, there was something that was after destroying his life. There was something that was after obliterating his life. 
I don't know this morning when you came to the house of the Lord what you are contending with, what you are fighting with, what is against you, what is, what is uh, seeking to kill you, what is seeking to destroy you. But I've come to tell you today that you have come to the place of mercy. You have come to the place of grace. You have come to the place of salvation. The man came to Jesus and said, Master, have mercy on my son. Hallelujah. Are we together? Amen. Hallelujah. He said, have mercy on my son. Because seasonally, when the moon comes out, he loses control. He finds himself uh, being thrown into the fire. He loses control. Sometimes he is in control. But there are times that he loses control. That he loses his mind. Uh, today, probably I'm talking to somebody that says, I don't know how things happen in my life. Sometimes things are going well for me. Then there are seasons that I don't know where my life is going. There are seasons that I'm not in control of my life. Sometimes I find myself being derailed. There is good that I want to do, Paul says. But the good that I want to do, I find I do not do. Hallelujah. Maybe this morning you are in that place. I've come to tell you there is still hope for you. There is still hope for you. Come on, somebody. There is still hope for you this morning. There is still hope for you this morning. There is still hope for you. God still has a plan for your life. God is still able to deliver. It doesn't matter how much you have been fighting, how much it has been opposing you, but there is still hope for you this morning. Now, we see that the, the difference between the Holy Spirit and the demon is that with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. When he comes in your life, the word of God says uh, you, the, the, the gift of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So in other words, you are still in control. Though you are endued with the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he is a gentleman. He only moves in you according to how much you allow him to move. He only works in you according to how much you allow him to work in you. He only works in you according to how much word and revelation you have in you. He works in you according to how much you permit him to work in you. But a demon, in other words, is, is different. The antithesis of the Holy Spirit is a demon. Because a demon does not wait for invitation. It comes and it opposes itself. That's why we talk of, of, of demon possession. That someone is possessed of the devil. It means they have no control. When a demon comes upon you, its desire is to destroy you. Because you see, when the devil fell, the word of God says, Jesus says, I saw the devil falling like lightning. And his place was given to you. So the devil envies you. And because he envies you, he is also jealous of you. Therefore, he also wants to destroy your life. Hallelujah. So this young boy we are seeing here was fighting against something uh, because God had put man in the stead where the devil used to be. The devil used to be the delight of the Lord, but not anymore. Now you are the delight of the Lord. You are the apple of God's eye. Hallelujah. The word of God says his eyes run to and from on the face of the earth looking for who he may help. Hallelujah. The Lord is looking to help you because he loves you. Hallelujah. You are the object of the passion of the Lord. Hallelujah. The word of God says you are a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, a generation that belongs to, to God. So you are not just ordinary. Say, I'm not ordinary. That's why the devil is after destroying your life. That's why you find yourself at odds with powers that you don't understand. In seasons, you find you are doing well. You are running well. Hallelujah. But all of a sudden, there's something uh, that, that, that you hit your, your feet upon and you stumble and you fall. There are impediments in your way. There were impediments in this young boy's life such that the father said, my son has been troubled. He cannot do anything. If I try to send him to school, he is sent back home because they say there is something that is coming upon him. He is out of control. 
He is out of control. We cannot control him because there's something that comes upon his life that we cannot understand. Someone, you have been fighting things in your life that you don't understand. But I've come to tell you, there is still hope for you. Because there is a God that will have mercy on your life. The word of God says, and you are so vexed, oftentimes you fall into the fire and into the water. And he says, I brought him to thy disciples and they could not cure him. So the, the man, the father of this boy, first takes this young boy and takes him uh, to, to the disciples, to the apostles, those that were walking with Jesus and said, heal my son. The disciples could not cure him. They could not help, hallelujah, because it was requiring something, the necessity of faith. It required a belief in God. Uh, am I talking to somebody this morning that believes in God? If you believe in God, say, I believe. If you trust in God, say, I trust in God. If you hope in God, say, I hope in God. So they took him to the disciples. The disciples could not, could not heal the boy, could not cure the boy. Hallelujah. The church is meant to be the house of bread. But oftentimes, we find that the church is devoid of bread. Bethel is supposed to be the house of the Lord. But so many times we find there is no bread in the house of the Lord. So they brought to the disciples this young man who was being troubled, often vexed of the devil. But the disciples could not do anything with it with him. They could not cure him. Nowadays, in the stead of the disciples is you and I. The responsibility in this realm, hallelujah, in this domain of the earth that we are in, the responsibility to, 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 to make a stand is not on God, it's on you. All power has been given to you. That necessitates for you to believe, hallelujah. They brought him to Jesus and immediately Jesus said, leave this boy. And the demon left this, this boy and immediately he was healed. Then the disciples went to Jesus privately and they said, Master, can you explain to us why we could not heal this boy? And the master said, because, I love Jesus. Jesus always tells the truth. He did not, he did not sugarcoat it. But he said immediately, it is because of your unbelief. It is because you don't know whom you have believed in. It is because you don't know whom you have trusted in. One time Jesus was talking to the woman at the well. And he says to the woman, give me water to drink. And the woman said, uh, why are you seeking, seeking, uh, seeking for water? If you are seeking for more water, why don't you have a vessel to get water? And Jesus said to the woman, woman, I want you to know. I know what I worship. But as for you... You do not know the gift of God. Because if you knew the gift of God, you would have said to the one you are talking to, give me water to drink, and that water you will not thirsty again. Do you know the God that you serve? Do you know what he is capable of doing? If you knew the gift of God, hallelujah, you would have said to this boy that was possessed, be healed, and this boy would have been healed. Jesus doesn't sugarcoat it, but he says immediately to the disciples, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I be with you? He, he rebukes them immediately. Then Jesus said, oh faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. So Jesus was saying, for how long will you not believe in me? For how long will you not trust in me completely? Because you know, the word of God says, he that comes unto God must what? Must believe. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. He that comes unto God must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. 
So Jesus was saying, if you believe in me, you have got to know that I reward everyone that trusts in me. Your trust in me is going to bear fruit. No one has ever believed and hoped in God and, and got disappointed. If you believe in God, you will not be disappointed. The problem was not Jesus. The problem was not the cure. But the problem was the person administering the cure. They did not believe in the cure that they were administering. For the word of God says, I am the balm of Gilead. I am the healer. I am the deliverer. But the one administering the antidote was not sure, hallelujah, of what they were administering. Do you have an antidote to what you are facing in your life? Do you have a cure? Do you have the balm of Gilead as the Lord your God? Jesus says to them, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I continually speak to you and say to you, rise up, take your place, lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. How long shall I continue to speak to you, to rise up and move from a place of unbelief to where you believe? Do I have a believer in the house today? If you believe, say, I believe. Now faith, what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The, the evidence of those things that are not yet seen. So Jesus was saying to his disciples, your hope and your trust in me is, is limited. You are of little faith. So faith has got levels. Hallelujah. Faith has got stages. Hallelujah. There is little faith. Because Jesus says to them, you of little faith. And he says, this type comes not out by prayer and fasting. So Jesus, the word of God says, he is not, he is faithful. Because he cannot disown himself. Hallelujah. So he believed fully in who he was. As the son of God. He believed fully that there was nothing impossible with him. The word of God says to them that believe, nothing will be what? Impossible. Have you been facing impossibilities in your life? The reason or the need, there is need for faith to tackle the impossibilities. To tackle the things that you face in your life that derail you time and time again. Hallelujah. You find yourself fighting things that you don't understand like the boy. But it requires faith. Jesus says this type goes not out by prayer, but not by, by, by prayer and fasting. So how do you achieve faith? By prayer. Last week I said prayer is great in what it achieves for you. But the greatest achievement of prayer is not what it achieves for you. It's what it achieves in you. How is your prayer life? Hallelujah. Our prayer life will determine the level of belief we have in God. Because when you are a prayer person, your mind in prayer, that's where your mind is aligned or synced to the mind of God. Hallelujah. So in prayer, now some say faith is doing something crazy. No, that's not faith. Hallelujah. Faith is not something nebulous. Something foreign. No. Faith is something very logical. Why? Because your circumstances, this boy had a circumstance where the de he was demon possessed and he will find himself being thrown into the fire and into the water. That was the circumstance he was facing. So, what is then faith? Faith is believing in God that his word is greater than the situation and the circumstances. So Jesus was saying to the disciples, you did not believe that I was greater than a demon. That's why you could not cast out this demon. So, pray, so faith is when you believe in the word of God. So there are true parallel truths, right? There is the truth of your reality. Your reality is true. This boy was demon possessed. That's a reality and that's true. But beyond that, there is a greater truth. Truth also has levels. There is
subjective truth. There is relative truth. Then there is absolute truth. Hallelujah. Absolute truth says all power belongs to God. Hallelujah. So the disciples had to come to the place where they believed that all power belonged to, to God. Then they would have been able to cast out this demon. Hallelujah. They would have been able to heal this boy. Because they believed in a greater truth that surpassed the circumstances. In other words, they saw the state of the boy. And the state of the boy ministered fear to them. Sometimes you, st you face situations in your life that minister fear to you. But faith then is when you believe that the word of the Lord is true and above all. And then you take the word of the Lord and you put it above your circumstances and your situations. And you say what the word of the Lord says is true. I will believe the report of the Lord. Though I feel pain in my body. But the Bible tells me by his stripes I am healed. Hallelujah. You are taking the word of the Lord. Putting it above what you feel. Above your environment. Above your circumstances. Sometimes we worship our circumstances more than we worship God. Hallelujah. That's why you hear people saying, oh, because of what I'm facing today, I don't feel like I can worship. Uh, things are not working well in my life. I don't feel like I can, I can lift up my hands and pray. Because something is ministered to them and they have given it a place above God. Where they say, God, if when this situation allows me to worship you, then will I worship you? If my situation does not allow me to worship you, I will not worship. But the word of God says you shall not have any other God besides me. Who is your God? Who is your Lord? Who is reigning in your life? Faith, the object of faith has to be the Lord most high. You just don't believe. You can believe in something negatively. But you can believe in the Lord that rewards them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. How does faith come? Faith comes by, by hearing. Hallelujah. By hearing by the word of God. So you hear the word of God. And you believe in the word of God. Contrary to situations and circumstances. That's what faith is. Faith is very logical. In that you have two truths that are being presented. But you believe in the truth that comes from the word of God. And say this is the true word of God. Though it says, I, though my pocket, I don't have money in my bank account. But my Bible tells me that I am rich and I am not poor. Lord, your word says I am healed. Your word says I am the head and I'm not the tail. I am the first and I'm not the last. That's what I believe. Though my bank account says I am poor. But Lord, your word says I am rich. Your word says, Lord, all my needs are provided for according to your riches in glory. Therefore, I begin to act according to the word of the Lord. I don't hang my head. I don't throw a pity party. I don't feel sorry for myself because there is something written in the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. What does the Lord say concerning you? For your faith to rise up, you've got to have the word in you. Do you know what God says concerning you? Do you know what he has said concerning your future? He says, arise and shine. For my light has come and the glory of God has risen upon you. Therefore, I rise up and I say, Lord, your light is shining on my face because you are my God. He says to, the, to them, this time goes out not but by prayer and by fasting. So I said, there are two truths you are contending with. There is the logical truth. That is the truth of your circumstances, your situations, what you are feeling in your body, what your mind is telling you, which is contrary to the, to the word of God. So what then does prayer do? I said prayer aligns you to be able to think as God is thinking, to be able to see things through the eyes of, of God. And what does fasting do? The word of God says when you are fasting, right, you are subjecting your body. You are putting your body under subjection. You are saying, I'm not going to listen to the flesh or to my feelings. 
or to my emotions, but I'm going to amplify the inner man. The inner man that's in communion with, we, with, who? with God. That inner man begins to speak louder than your situations. Begins to speak louder than you are feeling. Hallelujah. Last week I said, when you act, hallelujah, your feelings will catch up with what you are acting. It is much, it is much easier, hallelujah, for your feelings to catch up with your actions than for your actions to catch up with your, with your feelings. So even though you don't feel blessed, hallelujah, but you act blessed. Even though you don't feel you are healed, but you stand up and you say, Lord, I am healed. You act the word of the Lord until your, your, your feelings align themselves with what the word of God is saying. Are we together? Hallelujah. So faith comes by hearing. So what kind of faith is required? The word of God says, Luke, Luke chapter 17 verse 5. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Hallelujah, move and the, and the mountain will move and it will obey your voice and go where you command it to go. Hallelujah. So faith, first of all, faith, there's a faith that's necessary for salvation. For you to be sitting where you are as a child of God, it means you have believed in God. Hallelujah. The word of God says, by you, uh, it is by faith that we are saved. Hallelujah. So faith is what has made you to sit where you are this morning. It is because you are a believer. It is because you are a child of God. Hallelujah. That's faith. Then faith also, hallelujah, allows you, faith moves together with works. James says, faith without works is what? Is dead. Hallelujah. Amen. I think, I, did you guys get my, my, my PowerPoint with my, with my message? I believe I have all those points. Hallelujah. But I need to catch up with that. Faith without works is dead, right? So it means that your faith has got to, to act. It has to have action. James says, show me your, your faith, and I will show you my, my works. My actions speak that I am, a, I am a believer. When you came to the house of the Lord today, you were acting in what? In faith. Because you were believing you were going to get something. You were believing that you were going to be blessed today in the house of the Lord. So that's what faith in, in action. So many times the reason we don't see faith at work is because we are not acting. Hallelujah. We are not laying hands on the sick for them to recover. The word of the Lord says the prayer of the righteous man who, what, who raised the sick from the sick bed. So it, that doesn't, God will not come down there and lay his hands there. He needs you to be a vessel that he works through. So faith without works is what? It's dead. That's the, another level of, of faith. Where your faith begins to be acted out by uh, faith. Hallelujah. And it is by faith that we are able to also what? Work miracles and wonders. It says to them that believe. Not to the pastor. It doesn't say no just to the preachers. But who all that what? That belief. Are you a believer today? If you are a believer, say, I believe. I believe. So unto you, miracles and wonders should, should follow you because you believe. Hallelujah. Jesus said, perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long will it take you for you to believe? Do you know who you are? That you as Christ is, so are you. Hallelujah. In this world, some of us, we are waiting to do exploits when we get to heaven. It will be over. Hallelujah. It will be over. Your opportunity for God to work through you would have been passed. When Abraham would be saying, you know what? When God told me to leave and say, and say go to a place I'm going to show you. I said, God, I will go wherever you tell me to go. 
And then I was, I was 100 years old. And, I was, and my wife's womb was dead. And they, they pronounced that she could not bear a baby. And, but I still believed in God. And I said, God, we are going to have a child. And then he would point to Isaac and say, you see Isaac sitting over there? He is a product of faith. Hallelujah. He is a product of faith. And then you talk to Moses. And Moses said, I was, I was raised up as an Egyptian. But when God appeared to me, I said, Lord, it is better to leave the things of Egypt but, but, than to hold on to them because I want to seek for a city whose architect is God. And I left that city and I saw the Red Sea opening before me. I saw miracles. I saw manna coming from heaven. Uh, by the day, we saw the cloud going before us. By night, we saw the pillar of fire leading us because I believed in God. That we have numerous testimonies. I want to have something to say. Hallelujah. When I get to heaven, I want to have a testimony and say, Lord, I believed that the dead will rise. And I laid hands on the dead and they rose up. Lord, I believed that the sick will rise. And I saw the sick rising. Lord, I believed that lives would change. And in right fellowship, I saw people moving from glory to glory, from righteousness to righteousness or from exaltation to exaltation I have faith I saw us growing from number to number hallelujah oh growth is coming because I believe do you believe if you believe say I believe hallelujah faith comes not but by prayer and fasting hallelujah for your faith to grow you have got to subject the, the, the your senses to what the word of the Lord says Hallelujah. So Jesus said to them, and Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Hallelujah. Faith is necessary for us to do miracles, for us to do works. That's the level, another level of faith. Amen. So he says, as, as, as small as a mustard seed, faith, there is faith that leads you to obedience. Faith that leads you to obedience. When you believe in God, you will obey God. Hallelujah. When you believe and trust in God, your obedience, hallelujah, you will begin to obey what his word says. The word of God says, go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. Going and making disciples, it's obedience. When you obey his word, hallelujah, you only do it by faith because you are believing that you're going to reap the, the fruit of what? Of obedience. There are people that don't obey God because they don't believe in his ability to serve and deliver them. Then faith also is a faith that brings prosperity. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 1 verse 17, it says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by, by sight. 3 John chapter 1 verse 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. So when you believe in God, he will bring forth prosperity in your life. And then faith unto miracles. Hallelujah. First uh, Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9. It says, for another, God gives what? Faith. Uh, the same spirit to another, the gifts of healing. By the same spirit to another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of of tongues. So faith allows you to walk in the spiritual gifts that God gives. Hallelujah. For you to work miracles, for you to speak in tongues. It requires it requires a level of faith for you to prophesy. It requires for you to believe in God. Hallelujah. And the last one, faith brings victory. Hallelujah. Hebrews first uh, Peter chapter 1 verse 6 to 9 says, "Wherein ye greatly rejoice, Though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness 
through manifold temptations. So this boy for a season that we were talking about was going through suffering. Hallelujah. Uh, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and unto honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom he hath not, not seen ye love, in whom though now you see him not, you believe, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Hallelujah. Even the salvation of our souls. That's the greatest victory that we have. Hallelujah. That we are saved and we are saved by faith. So Jesus steps to this boy and he says in the name, and he, and, and he cast out the demon that was upon this boy. And this boy was liberated immediately. Hallelujah. The, the, the disciples, in another scripture, we are told that uh, the disciples came to Jesus and they say to, to Jesus, Jesus, increase our faith. Hallelujah. Because they realized how necessary faith was. You need to have faith in your life. You need to believe in God. Uh, Hebrews, uh, we, we call it it's the whole of faith. It has got numerous testimonies of what happened to them that believed. When you believe, you will not be disappointed. When you trust in God, he will come through for you. Although the, the promise may tarry for a while, but it will not last always. Hallelujah. He will come through for you. Hebrews chapter 11 then says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Hallelujah. It is by faith that you are going to obtain a what? A good report. For pleasant things to be mentioned concerning you, it is because you would have believed in God. Through faith, we understand. Now, I said faith, hallelujah, it, it, it is not something that is out there. It's something that is formed or based on the word of God. Now, the word of God says, through faith, we understand that the worlds, right, everything we see was framed by what? By the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So by faith, you understand that, hallelujah, the word of God is more authority than the circumstances and the things that I see. If I create something, who is greater, the created or the creator? The creator is greater. So the world that we live in, hallelujah, is a creation that, was, that came from what? From spoken words. The word of God fashioned everything that we do see. So the word of God is greater than what we see. It's greater than what we feel. It's greater than what we hear by our own ears. Hallelujah. It is greater. So listen to this. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. So by faith, Abel walked in obedience because he believed that the God that he served is a great God. A more excellent sacrifice than Cain by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. And it is only through faith that we are credited righteousness. God testifying of his gifts and by it being dead yet speaketh. Hallelujah. By faith, Enoch walked with God that he should not see death and was not found. He believed in God. He walked with God so much that God said, you know what, friend, come here. And he, came into, he went into the heavens. He did not die. Because that's how much he walked with God. Hallelujah. By faith. Chapter 6. But faith, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. Do you believe that when you seek him, he will answer? Do you believe that when you call unto him, he will hear you? Do you believe that when you put your trust in him, you will not be disappointed? Do you believe, hallelujah, that when you labor for God, whatever you do in the house of the Lord, it will not go unrewarded. Your acts of service, hallelujah, the level of service you give to God speaks of your faith. Yeah, it speaks of how much you believe that God is a rewarder unto them that diligently seek him. 
When you believe in God, there is no mountain too high to climb. Ah, hallelujah. When you believe in God, hallelujah, there is no valley too deep for you to go to. You do anything because you believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, hallelujah, being warned of God, of things not yet seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the serving of his house, by, by which by the which he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness, which is by faith. Do you see this man? The word of God says he believed in God and he condemned the world. Does your faith condemn the world? What am I saying? I'm saying he believed in God so much that, hallelujah, God said, if this man can believe in me, hallelujah, surely there's no reason for the whole world not to believe in me. His faith was so much in God that God said he, con he condemned the whole world because he believed. God is looking for such this morning that will believe in him. But like I said, faith comes by what? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it is important for you to find yourself where the word of God is being ministered. It is important for you to have a moment or a time in your life where you just devote time to reading scriptures. Each morning before you leave your house, find out what the word of God says. Don't wait for the rain to come before you uh, then start to run to the shelter. Your, the word of the Lord is meant to be your shelter. When you, when you read the word of the Lord, hallelujah, the word of God will be a shelter unto you. The word of the Lord says the name of the Lord is a strong and mighty tower. The righteous run therein and they find their refuge. Where do you run to when you are in trouble? This man, I love this father. The word of God says he brought his boy to the disciples. They that were walking with Jesus. And he said to them, you my boy. Now in this generation, we are the representatives of God on earth. We are the answer to the world's problems. But the word of God has told us this type goes out not by, but by, by prayer and fasting. Where is Jesus right now? Jesus is in heaven. What is he doing? The word of God says we have a high priest. So his position in heaven is he's standing in the gap for you. So when God looks at Jesus, he sees you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When he looks at you, he sees his son in you. So in, in heaven, Jesus is being your representative. But who's representing him on earth? Hallelujah. You, you are the representative of God on earth. But what, how much of a representative or how, or how good a representative are you of God? You can only be a good representative if you believe, if you have faith in whom you are representing. If you are going to be a salesman, you have got to know the product that you want to sell for you to convince others to buy it. If you yourself, you are not convinced, hallelujah, of what you are selling, how can anyone else buy it or want it? No one will want it, right? Because you yourself, you don't have the conviction. Do we know whom we have believed? Do we know the power that he has? Are we representing, representing him well here on earth? I believe he knows you. The word of the Lord says he knows the number of hairs upon your head. That's how much a good representative he is of you. He says, I know the things that you have need of before you even speak. That's how good a representative he is of you in heaven. How much do you know him? How much do you know his power? I'm just challenging us to prayer. I'm just challenging us to fasting. I'm just challenging us to know his word. If we are going to represent Christ here on earth adequately, sufficiently, hallelujah, we have got to know him. Spend time in worship where you are buffeting your body, where you are subjecting your feelings, where you are subjecting your emotions, lifting up your hands to the Lord, hallelujah. Wafi, can you come as we, as we close, hallelujah. What kind of a representative are you of him on earth? That's the call to us as a ministry. That we be right, full, great ambassadors of God. 
the word of the Lord says you are an ambassador of, of God. An ambassador does not represent his own interests. He represents the, the interest of the, of the country or the kingdom from which he is coming from. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. We represent a higher kingdom, a lofty kingdom. So God is calling you and I to represent heaven well. Ah, we will not, we will not bow down to demons. We will not bow down to circumstances. Let's stand up to our feet. We will not bow down to situations. Because we know whom we have believed. We know in whom we have trusted. We know in whom we have faith. That he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Because I know who I have believed. I stand in authority. I stand in power. And I say in the name of Jesus. My life come into order. I say to every situation. That's contrary. I say in the name of Jesus. Come to order. In the name of Jesus. Of Nazareth. That lives in me. Oh silver and gold I have not. But what I have. I give unto you. Stand up and walk. Rise up and walk. They said silver and gold we do not have. But what we have is what we have believed. What we have is who we have trusted in. Who do you trust in? Who do you believe in? His name is Jesus. The God with whom nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. I don't know what you have been fighting this morning, but I need you to take your place and exercise your faith and say, Lord, those papers are coming because, Lord, I know who I have believed. Healing is coming because I know whom I have believed. My business is coming because I know the gift of God that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. You are beginning to tell all impossibilities that they have they become a possibility. Come on somebody begin to pray. Begin to pray for your life. Begin to speak over your life and say Lord I exercise my faith. The faith of the Son of God. I have faith that saved me. That faith Lord changes situations. That faith uh, makes a difference. That faith brings healing. That faith dispels powers, principalities, devils from off my life. That power, that faith gives me control. You are in control. You are in control of your life. You are in control of your destiny. You are in control of your tomorrow because of whom you have believed. He has given you power. He has given you authority. You are not a subject. You are not a servant to circumstances. You are not a servant to the powers of evil. But you are a person of faith. You are a believer. You are a child of God. Hallelujah. 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 Let's just lift up our hands in the sanctuary and begin to speak. The word of the Lord says, by faith, you will speak to this mountain. I don't know what mountains you have been facing. I don't know what mountains are before you today. But the word of the Lord says, by faith, you will say mountain, move. It might be a mountain over your children where you need deliverance, where you need healing, where you need salvation. Today, I want you to speak and say, my children who serve the Lord, my children who exalt you, Lord. It might be a mountain of your marriage where things are going haywire, where things are spiraling out of control. But by faith, you say, mountain, move because I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. Therefore, I believe in miracles. I believe in Jesus. Therefore, I believe in the impossible. I believe in Jesus. Therefore, I believe in his power. Begin to pray and to speak to mountains and mountains will move. Speak to your mountain. 
mountains will move. Oh, shaka bataya mama, retaka shata mama. Hey, begin to pray over mountain. Mountains move, mountains move. Oh, mountains of stagnation. You have been in the same place, year in, year out. But that mountain is moving today. You have been stagnant. There's not been progress in your life. But today, I serve stagnation and notice over your life. And say, motion, progress is coming in your life. Breakthrough is coming in your life. Victory is your possession. By faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, we believe we are victors. We believe we are conquerors. We believe that all things are possible. Father, right now, in this house, Lord, I speak right now to mountains to move and they move. Right now, Father, I speak over this ministry. And I say in the name of Jesus, every high thing that seeks to exalt itself above the knowledge of Christ, we bring it to the subjection of your will, of your name, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There's life-saving faith in this place. If you are here and you need a prayer, I need you to come up here. Maybe you are like the boy that says there are things that I don't understand that are happening in my life that leave me stranded at times, that leave me destitute at times. But Lord, I need a touch from heaven. I need another touch. I need a hand that's divine over my life. I need a divine influence over my life. Lord, sometimes I want to leave addictions. But the moment I think I'm free of them, Lord, I find myself back in the same mess that I was in yesterday. If you are here, I want to tell you there is hope for you. There is deliverance for you. There is healing for you. There is salvation for you. There is breakthrough for you. Hallelujah. I want us to lift up our hands all over the sanctuary. Lord, I speak over your people. They are fighting with different things. They are forces that are opposing their progress. They are forces that are hindering growth in their life. But today I say no more. No more. We speak the blood of Jesus. The blood that declares better things. Father, in the testimony of our mouth, says, Lord, we are free indeed. The testimony of our mouth says, Lord, we are above and we are not beneath. We are not under the weather anymore. We are not under sickness. We are not under poverty. We are not under setbacks. But Lord, what was a setback has been turned around to be a setup for progress. A setup for breakthrough. A setup for breaking forth. A setup for promotion. Thank you for promotion. Thank you for promotion. Thank you for promotion. Someone is being promoted.